All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Sustaining Artist, episode number five. I am Shoni Shuku, and this podcast, as always, is brought to you by Locked in the Attic Productions, cut together by Patrick Shearer in New York City, sound captured today in the tiny studio in North Hollywood by Daniel Erickson. Before we get started, I have a great guest today, but I just wanted to speak about some shitty news coming out of New York this week. Uh, two pieces of shitty news. Number one, Grace Papaya on West 4th Street just closed down, and it is now, um, I guess, the kind of place where you go to buy conditioner for your hair. Anyone that doesn't know Grace Papaya, it was a really cool place where you could go buy two hot dogs for $4 and a glass of Coke. And also closing down this week was the Paris Theater on West 58th Street, which uh, what makes that especially sad is that the Paris Theater was the last single-screen theater in New York City. There are a lot of those in L.A., and what's cool is that this is September, and we are interviewing guests that have moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. So if that news is pissing you off and you want, you're want you considering before the winter a move to the West, we are interviewing Morgan today, who just moved or recently moved from Atlanta, Georgia, to Los Angeles. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Thank you. You ready to do this? Let's do it. My day job is making me older, and my suits look like they are love. And I hate the things I do So excuse me if I'm rude to you The six o'clock call drives me crazy All right, um, Morgan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Where are you coming from? I live in West Hollywood. And you just came to North Hollywood. How long uh, did it take you to get here? About 15 minutes. Not bad. Not bad yeah, at all. That's why we do the show at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 9 o'clock would be a problem, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so where are you from? Baltimore originally. Baltimore, okay. By way of Atlanta. So you moved here from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, going with Baltimore, how many times have people asked you, is Baltimore similar to The Wire? <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time I heard it, I would never have to do another commercial. <laughs> How, um, what's your response usually? If I want to fuck with them and like make them think I'm tougher than I am, I'll say, yeah, it's totally, I mean, it's, it's rough. <laughs> like, it's rough. It's, yeah, don't go in there. It's rough. It's not my experience. Was your neighborhood you grew up in nice? Um, it was nice. Yeah. I grew up in the suburbs. Baltimore. Actually, I grew up in the city, but when I was a kid, my mom and I, um, I think when I was like six, then we moved to the suburbs. So, so Martin McDonough um, met a film called In Bruges mm-hmm. with Colin Farrell, and it did wonders for the tourist industry in, um, in Bruges. Yeah, I saw that movie. It was great, right? It was good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, The Wire hasn't done the same for Baltimore's <laughs> tourist economy. <laughs> Baltimore gets a bad rap. Yeah, do. I mean, I don't Donald know. Trump was talking shit about it recently, too. Every It's just, I guess it's a neat, I don't know, Baltimore, Detroit, I feel like mm-hmm. we just, we, we get a rough name. I don't know, but I mean, you know, I think where there's smoke, there's fire, but Baltimore's a great city, a lot of history, a lot of culture, mm-hmm. a lot of character. 
Right. Um, That's the thing with stereotypes. Sometimes there's some truth behind it. Like yeah. Ireland and drinking, you know. <laughs> it's undeniable, you know. I feel like there's usually some truth, some, mm-hmm. to a stereotype. And but that's exaggerated it, cinematically. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. It's not all bad. So did, when did you decide you wanted to be um, an actress? Uh, embarrassingly, I've always wanted to be an actress. <laughs> I saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. I watched, like, a behind-the-scenes clip <laughs> or something, and they were showing, like, these massive blades of grass they had built. Like, all the sets were practical. So just, like, as a kid, the idea that I could go onto a set and, like, actually feel like I was this big, I, I just thought it was so cool. So Did you see the sequel? I did. Was it Honey, We Blew Up the Kids? I saw that. I wasn't crazy about that one. They right. made another, the thir- Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. I, saw, I don't know which one came second. I think Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was second. Yeah, so I didn't realize that was a trilogy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably all shot here, right? That was probably in the studio. And, uh, probably. Yeah. So did you pursue your acting in Baltimore, or did you have to get out of Baltimore to pursue it? I think, see, I mean, when I was a kid, my mom would take me to, like, the mall talent searches. And, like, you know, I did little fashion shows, and I went to... The John Casablanca School, which is a waste of money, by the way. Don't do it, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think I, I didn't really get like serious until after I moved away. I moved to Atlanta. When did you move to Atlanta? Fresh out of uh, high school, two thousand eight, and I went to college there. I went to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. They have two campuses: one in Savannah, one in Atlanta. Well, you were in Savannah. No, I went to the Atlanta oh, campus. Atlanta. But yeah, when I was in school, I would have all my classes on like Monday. And Wednesday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'd go work on set as like an extra or stand-in. Oh, so that paid your bills while you were down there. Yeah, that was my that was my part-time job. What were you learning in school? I uh, studied visual effects at first, actually. Wow. Changed my major my junior year because I was like, this is just way too much. Mm-hmm. Render times are insane. <laughs> so you can't do it. So I switched my major to film and television producing. So, oh, wow. So I have the minor in visual effects. No way. So what kind yeah. of jobs have you done on the film set or in post-production? So many. Well, on set, I've been an extra. I've been a stand-in. Um, I got started working in costumes, which I really loved and was doing that for a bit. I've been a production assistant. I've been a casting assistant for a little bit. In post, I, I had a job as an editor, actually. I was working for this marketing company, editing... Um, like videos for Smirnoff and uh, Guinness. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was nice. fun. Do you and like then, Guinness? No. No? Not really. Yeah. Sorry. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> I'm not a huge, a huge beer drinker. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. Right. There was a guy on the show last week, uh, Trent. I don't know if you heard last week's episode yet. Um, but he, uh, we, we spoke after the podcast because we talked a lot about New York and uh, L.A. and the differences and if there was a third option. And we talked about Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a little research on Atlanta, and it's crazy the amount of work that's going on down there. There's like a ton. just to list a few films: um, Baby Driver, Ant Man, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, The Nice Guys, uh, Avengers: Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame, all the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. uh, some of the Fast and the Furious. It's a lot of work down there. One of my first gigs as an extra, I was an extra on the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Did you make it on screen? I did actually. <laughs> Which movie? The first one. The I want to say the second one. Was, right. Yeah. I gave up after the first one. Yeah. They were fun. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. It was a lot of fun. And 
then Atlanta, you know, I guess you can't really talk about the industry in Atlanta without mentioning the governor, Brian Kemp. Um, the guy's constantly been accused of voter suppression. He seems like a real kind of piece of shit, dude. And last or last May, he signed a law, um, Bill 481, into law banning abortions after six weeks. Yeah. I didn't realize that had went into effect. It actually doesn't go into effect until January, but he signed the, he signed the bill. He signed it. A anyway. lot of people were petitioning. Yeah, so you've got Netflix and Disney down there, and they're both saying they're going to pull out if that that actually, which sucks because so many people are going to lose work down there. It does suck because, I mean, at this point, I can only imagine it would devastate the economy there. There's so much film work, and like, Mm -hmm. not even just like people don't think about the the outsourcing. So, like, production companies, they're hiring, you know catering companies or like locations even there's just so many things so much yeah so many people benefiting from Mm -hmm. the film industry i hate that it's always guys with irish names that are the biggest pieces of shit out here like sean hannity (laughs) and paul ryan and sean spy it's all like when did the irish people are you telling me something right now (laughs) (laughs) well actually my last name is technically norwegian okay (laughs) but i am from ireland it it does bother me and um, i think there's no way it goes into effect i think money talks at the end of the day and no one can take on disney not even this piece of shit yeah it's it's progressive as atlanta is it's still in the south and you in the state of georgia have Mm -hmm. those strong conservative and i wonder how they feel about all these uh people with the liberal agenda moving down there you know all the filmmakers oh my god i'm sure they hate it but yeah like (laughs) it's in the day it's money you know yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't think that goes into effect. I think it's too, the the industry down there is blowing up, and hopefully, he uh, loses that one. So, when did you decide? All right, I'm over Atlanta. I want to move to Los Angeles. You know, I'm still not over Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I miss Atlanta. Um, I, I love LA too, though. They're just different. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I was just in a place where I just needed something new and. You know, wanting to be an actress, I feel like at some point, wanting to be in this industry at all, at some point you have to experience Los Angeles. Like, mm-hmm. if the film industry was birthed here, I, I just, I don't know. I felt a calling to come to L.A. right now. It was just that season in my life. Right. Um, Before we move on to L.A., um, if the Baltimore Ravens played the Atlantic Falcons tomorrow, who are you cheering Ravens for? all day. Ravens all day. So all day. <laughs> your loyalty's in Baltimore. For sure. Yeah. Um, I've been to Atlanta, and I went to the aquarium, which was a lot of fun. And I hung out in Buckhead, I believe. Yeah, I used to live in Buckhead. Baltimore Aquarium is better, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? I thought that Atlanta's was the best in the world. It's maybe the biggest. They have whales, but they're they're like little tiny whales. Three of them. Yeah, I saw them. I was expecting the whales to be I was like a massive whale. And Ricky no. Martin was there the time I went to the... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the details we remember. <laughs> they're making a big fuss about Ricky Martin was at the aquarium. This is, this is a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him, but apparently he was there. <laughs> there that's all that matters yeah exactly yeah so was that a sporadic decision moving to LA or had you been thinking about it I had been wanting to move to LA for so long Mm -hmm. a lot of decisions in my life it's like I think about it think about it and then when it finally happens it's like Mm -hmm. so quick right I think I I took like a month of like actual planning before I actually moved month okay that's quick yeah I said being in New York for 13 14 winters I said every January I moved to L.A. and I never did. So so it took me a long time to actually make the move. It took me a while, too. I wonder the difference between moving from New York to L.A. and moving from Atlanta to L.A. Um, 
the climate in Atlanta is does it get cold in the winter? It gets freezing, like in the negatives. Does it? Yeah. I thought Atlanta is in the south, so it wouldn't be that cold. I thought the same before I moved there, but it gets cold. It we had snow a few times too. Really? Yeah. The city. Oh my god! It snowed and the city shut. Down because they don't have snow plows. No. That happens in Ireland too when it snows. Forget it's, it's a disaster done. zone. And then the other thing is driving. You probably drive in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a huge adjustment for you. No, I mean the highways in LA are much scarier. I think. <laughs> it's like right, yeah, eight lanes, eight next lanes. level. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of bad drivers too. People here drive a lot faster in LA. At yeah. nighttime in LA, driving, I try to be careful and you think like staying in the slow lane would be the safer option but I feel like drunk drivers overcompensate and they're the ones in the slow lane so yeah. you gotta be careful over there too they don't care at all and it's an epidemic drunk driving in LA you know I do see that a lot mm-hmm. yeah people just like crossing oh, my six God. lanes yeah. at one time you really like you gotta stay off your phone when you're driving in LA you well, everywhere but definitely in LA yeah not even for your own sake but just Watching the other drivers. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you can be driving perfectly and some idiot, you know. I have a rule now with my cell phone. Um, I only look at my cell phone at a red light. If the car is in motion, even a mile an hour, I stay off my phone. It's a good rule. Yeah. I try to practice it as best I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you moved to uh, Los Angeles when? 2016. August of 2016. Yeah. August. I moved here in August too, but two years later. Mm-hmm. So it was hot as hell. Did you find an apartment right away or was it tough? I did. So when I was in Atlanta, I came out, I'll say, a month prior to moving. Mm -hmm. And I had two days. I was working on a show, so I gave myself like a Thursday and a Friday to find an apartment, which is really ambitious. That is ambitious, yeah. But I was driving around West Hollywood. Like I had my list and nothing was working out. Driving around West Hollywood. Saw a sign called the number, and the landlord was like, hey, I'm here. I was going to show it to someone. The guy never showed up. Um, If you want to come up now, like, you're welcome to. So I did, loved it, put in the application. I was like, hey, I'm actually going out of town, so can we speed this process up? Because you have to do the background check and all that. Mm -hmm. Had the keys the next day. Wow. That never happens. That was all God. (laughs) Yeah, like, seriously. Was it a one bedroom or a two bedroom? Two bedroom. I got I, like literally all my things on my list. Did you I have had. someone that you were moving with, or who did you? Uh... I did. So my sister um, moved in with me from Baltimore. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Is she an actress too? No, not at all. Oh, she just wanted to move to LA. Yeah, she just wanted to get out of Baltimore and move to LA. My younger sister. She's a writer. Oh, cool. Yeah. So did you go back to Atlanta and then you moved? I did. Right. Yeah, that was a month before. And so I went back to Atlanta. Did you have to pay a full month's rent? I did. That sucks. I know. Yeah, you can't really sublet an empty apartment. I either. know. But I couldn't I couldn't let it go. I would have been mm-hmm. gone so quickly. Did you drive back? I did. So a friend of mine, um, we did like five days, drove. We stopped in New Orleans first. Uh, where do we go? Austin, Texas. Marfa, Texas, which is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. They have like a Prada exhibit like in the desert and it's like kind of like a little ghost town. Really? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like oh, if you're ever great. driving yeah. through. like I'd love to go to those ghost towns. Stop. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Uh, Grand Canyon and then L.A. So how was the um, apartment and the price of the apartment compared to what you were doing in Atlanta, where your living situation in Atlanta? Was it a big jump in price? It was heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I was paying 
we had a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, like hardwood floor, stainless steel appliances, mm. like the building had a pool, a, a gym, all the amenities, sixteen hundred. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Wow. To now, like, same thing, less amenities, twice as much. <laughs> wow. So what kind of jobs have you been doing out here to sustain, pay the bills? Have you been making all your money in film, or what have you been doing? So many things. Um, <laughs> I think, let's see, I do costumes. I'll work on, like, um, Lifetime movies, doing costumes on that. Mm-hmm. Bartending. Um, I'll edit demo reels for actors. Um, I think the craziest job I had was like following this influencer around, just like recording her and her friends like, on Instagram. An Instagram influencer. Yeah. <laughs> no way. So what? She hired you for the day. Paid me like three hundred bucks for the day to just like few hours follow her and her friends around they they were just like drinking at bars in west hollywood and like reality show style of just me <laughs> my camera like following them around it was, was so ridiculous did you have to capture sound i did i had like a little shotgun mic i got from best buy or something right like it was what about the lighting did you have to was it just natural light? no just all natural light uh, were they happy with the footage they were they called me back again a oh, second really? time <laughs> What kind of activities? Just them drinking? It was just them drinking and hanging out. What kind of a following does she have? I think she had like 100,000 followers or something on Instagram. How do they get the fo- Is it just... I have no I'm idea. I'm really good looking, so fo- like people She was a gorgeous them. girl, really sweet. I wonder, yeah. do they buy these followers or... That is a thing. Because there's competition. Like, there's probably thousands of these Instagram accounts with huge followings, right? Dude, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a weird industry. It's so weird. Yeah, I just had a moment like, people. what is my life right now? What, did did <laughs> what you see the doing? Fire Festival um, documentary? I did. I saw the Hulu version. Oh, right. Yeah, the one on Netflix, I think, was a little bit better. But they were just talking about the influencers. And um, one of the Kardashians, like, I don't know which, but she posted a picture on her Instagram and she got a quarter of a million dollars to Insane. post a picture. I, you know, I can't even be mad at that. If, if Yeah, I mean, the joke's on... The joke's not on them. The joke's on the people giving them the money. Exactly. So how do you go about finding a costume job? Um, cost, you know, it's all word of mouth. When I first came out here, I think the first job I found was on Facebook, actually. Like a Facebook group. Um, and then once you get to know people, now it's just like a text. Like, hey, are you available to work? Yeah, it's all about networking yeah. and building up. Yeah. yeah, but Facebook, actually. Found really? The first one. Yeah. It's a tough job, right? costume it is um it can be Mm -hmm. it can be fun too i think it's like most things if there's a budget it's a lot easier it's a lot more fun if you're like scrounging and you guys are on no time to shoot then and you're working with limited resources yeah exactly like telling actors to bring their own wardrobe and stuff which happens more often than not really yeah yeah Yeah, even on bigger projects i've Mm. i've seen really actors bringing their own clothes yeah yeah I guess it saves time and money, obviously. And also, is that you're the actors are already comfortable in their clothes? Mm-hmm. You know, you've yeah. worn your own jeans, so you're like. I have done multiple films and plays where I'm like, "Hey guys, can you just bring like I'll supply a t-shirt, but just bring your own jeans. I don't want to have to measure you." Right. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it a lot easier. You walk differently in your own clothes versus unfamiliar clothes. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever worked on something where there was? A malfunction, something went wrong with wardrobe continuity. Yes, actually. I worked on a project. Um, 
And there was a kid, and we had shot the first half of his scene, the first half of the day. We were shooting the second half. And he had, like, a T-shirt and a hoodie on. So I gave him the hoodie after lunch. And, you know, he's a kid. He was, like, eight or nine Mm -hmm. or something. He forgot to put the hoodie on. So we're, like, halfway through the scene. We're almost done. And he's like, I forgot my hoodie. So you had to go back to shoot it all again? We had to shoot the whole thing all over again. That sucks. Everyone loved me that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people were probably really happy. Yeah, people yeah. love having to reshoot everything. But it happens, you absolutely. Know? You Especially on low it. budget when you're yeah. against the clock and you're against everything. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough business. It is tough filmmaking. Yeah, you have to love it. If I could do anything else, <laughs> I would. Right. When you are sitting at a bar or a cafe and someone says, "Oh, hey, Morgan, what do you do? Do you lead with the acting or do you lead with the wardrobe?" Oh, acting, for sure. Acting, right. You moved here to be an actress. Yeah. And that, you know, whatever job is pays the bills, right? Exactly. Yeah. I like to, I mean, a wardrobe is fun. It's, uh, I get to dress people up in clothes, you mm-hmm. know? And it's, it's a fun gig, but um, it's, it's not what I'm passionate about. Well, it beats walking dogs and it beats, you know, probably serving at tables and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah, Did that too. So. <laughs> of course, yeah. How has that been, bartending and, and serving in L.A.? It's been fun. I think one of my first gigs when I got here was um, serving at Adam Sandler's daughter's 13th birthday party. Really? Yeah. Was Adam Sandler there? He was there. Right. It'd be kind of shitty if he wasn't. Just had a moment of like serving like cookies to a 13-year-old. You're like, I have an expensive degree. (laughs) 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 Would you like some tea with that? (laughs) I owe $100,000 student loads i'm yeah. still paying for it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's la you gotta just pay the bills right? <laughs> yeah. worry about the student debt later builds character right yeah it does yeah i think um to be grateful you have to about other things you have to go through shit like that it keeps yeah. you humble it really does yeah I'm, I'm having fun and if there's anyone that needs to be kept humble it's actors in west hollywood <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, LA is a home thing. We'll do that to you too. Yes, you know? it will. For yeah, sure. I try to give you know because people in LA are uh, you know the, the whatever superficial whatever word we use. But I try <laughs> and give them the benefit of the doubt because it's a tough business and everyone's dealing with something. I also find that like you have to find that balance of like hyping yourself up because there is an element to it. Like you do kind of have to. I don't want to say sell yourself because I don't believe in selling yourself, mm-hmm. but like. You gotta hype up your accomplishments. So you gotta be your own cheerleader a little bit. Right. But at the same time, yes, remain mm-hmm. humble. So it's that balance too. It is. And that's like something we've talked about on the show too is Instagram and like putting yourself out there and, and bragging about like the, the fine line in between. Yeah, like yeah. a little humble brag. Maybe. A little humble brag. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta do it, right? Yeah. You let, have to. Let people know that you're working and you're available to work, right? Yeah. So I was sitting on the couch yesterday and uh, I. Speaking of humble bragging, I was on the. You, you have something to brag about. I was on the couch yesterday, and I'm watching uh, Monday Night Football, or, or or like the pregame. And who do I see on TV but you? Yeah. Uh, for a Fitbit commercial. Yeah. Nice. How did you book that? Is it union? That was non-union, actually. Surprisingly. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big commercial. For I know. Non-union. Yeah, it was non-union. Um, booked it through my agent. I had a self-tape for that actually. Oh, you did. Yeah. Right. Self-tape followed by a Skype audition. You're on a date in the commercial, right? I am. Did you like your scene partner? He was so cool. Oh, good. Yeah, we yeah. filmed it in Toronto. He was a local in Toronto. 
you know, speaking of <clears throat> another city to go do this in, uh, Toronto, there's a lot of work in Toronto, too. I know a lot of actors, and actually a lot of actors that go up there to shoot commercials. I'm hearing that more and more, yeah. yeah it's like the commercial city now. I don't know if they get a tax break or what. They must. They, yeah, yeah. They got a, up there. Something about Vancouver, that. Vancouver, too, is like, there's a huge scene up there. I would love to go to Vancouver. It's beautiful Yeah, that's on the West Coast, too, I think. Yeah. I wonder. It probably gets cold up there. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well just go back to New York then. But um, so how was the commercial? Was it a couple of days long? Uh, I was actually in and out so quick. I got there, had the fitting, the like flew in, had my fitting, <clears throat> um, shot the commercial the next day. It was done by like 2.30 or something. So I had the rest you of the day to You didn't have to bring your own wardrobe. I didn't. Actually, I did. Did you really? They asked me to bring some of my own clothes. Yeah, we wow. ended up not wearing. I ended up not wearing any of my own stuff. But, but they asked you to. They well, asked that's me to funny, bring it because there was a budget, right? They probably had a lot of money. I it looks like a really good commercial, like it like seemed, well produced. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they put me up in a hotel, and, and like, it was great. Yeah, everything was. I wonder, like, I'm delighted that you got the the role, but I wonder why they didn't hire that locally. They would have saved. I guess they weren't trying to save money. They like. I know. I wonder that too because my. I think there were five of us that they flew from LA, but everyone else was a local. Right. So, who knows? There's always so many different reasons why certain mm-hmm. things turn out, which usually has absolutely nothing to do with what you would imagine it. Yeah. To have so, to do what with. was the audition? What was the cell tape? Was it the lines from the commercial, or what did they ask you to do? No, the audition was the. Um, there's like a biking scene. A yeah, the bike. girl on the bike, and she's like, yeah, that's yoga, what she wants I to take yoga yeah. classes. So, how did you self tape? Did you actually self tape yourself on a bike? I faked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally like <laughs> oh, air pedaled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "She's not good for the bike," but I can. I vision. <laughs> I see her on a date in I a restaurant. I was like actually sweating in the tape, like. Really doing the the bike pedals, yeah. That's great. And you booked it just once, sent in the tape, and you booked the job. Well, we had a Skype audition. Gotcha. Oh, the director was already in Toronto. Have you been paid yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Sometimes that takes forever. Yeah, no, they. It was pretty quick. And it was a flat rate, or are you getting? uh, You get a flat rate for the day, and then there's like a buyout. Oh, okay. If you make the cut, which I made the cut. So, do you, you, the fact that it's non-union, you're probably not getting any residuals. Then? No, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a pity. I know it yeah. sucks because I know this um, would be the one. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I've seen it a couple of times even since then on TV. Yeah, I've yeah. been getting so many texts. It's really cool. People see, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's good, and I think it's something you can put on your reel too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so auditioning, what has the process been like in LA for you? Auditioning in LA. Have you been in the room much, or has it been a lot of self tapes? I've been in the room for commercials. I have not been in the room yet theatrically, which is the the goal, the current mm-hmm. goal. Um, like I have an agent in Atlanta, and they still send me self tapes, so I do those. Um, but commercial auditions are totally different. There's no prepared work. I mean, occasionally there is, but mm-hmm. even then, it's like a couple of lines you deliver. Um, right. You kind of just show up on the day, and when you get in the room, they tell you, they give an explanation of what they want you to do, and you just do it. I think it's more like a personality mm-hmm. to see, you know, just to see how you are with them. Well, there's no way we're um, going to skip the fact that you shaved all your hair off recently. I did. Yeah, I remember meeting you, and I was like, oh, cool. 
I, I love this girl's hair. You have a, you have a shaved head. When did you uh, do that? A year ago, September last year. Right. That's a big change for an actor, an actress. It was a writer. big change. Yeah. So you had to do all your headshots again? <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I had just gotten new headshots with like my big curly hair like a month or so before. So right. that, was, that was a little frustrating. So you but. give someone that headshot, then you walk into the room with a shaved head. They'll be probably like, wait, what the? Actually, for the first couple weeks, that's exactly what it was. I Because I hadn't gotten new headshots immediately. It took me like a little bit of time um, right. but I'd walk in and they'd be like double take <laughs> like, wait who is this? I can't you seem different I can't figure, yeah. put my uh, finger on it but you seem different so has that helped or uh, it's definitely helped it makes you stand out probably more right I booked two commercials since doing wow. that yeah that's great yeah it's it's uh, you know I would go into audition rooms and we'd all just look the same mm-hmm. <laughs> so. not so much anymore not so much. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm starting to see shaped heads more and more. Really? Yeah. It's a tough one to pull off. You you definitely pull it off. I don't think I can pull off a shaved head. <laughs> I actually I was living in Grand Canaria when I was 18, and I fell asleep on a bar counter one night, passed out drunk, and my brother and his friends took out a razor. My no. hair was even longer than it is now, probably, and they shaved <gasps> half of my head. Oh, that's they sick. shaved half my head. So I didn't even know I was so drunk. I get home. I wake up the next morning, half my head shaved. Did you kick his ass? Uh, it was something that, like, the policy at the bar that they had, which was crazy, was if oh, you fall asleep no. in the bar, it was like such a crazy <laughs> island. If you fall asleep in the bar, something's getting shaved. I was just grateful that I had my eyebrows. So I was like, okay, I guess I have to shave That's the rest of my head insane. now. So I shaved the rest of my head, and then I go down to the pool, and I, uh, I hang out at the pool, put sunscreen on everything except my head. Because I never taught, even thought about it. Yeah. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> My head <laughs> was burned so bad. I, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I really, oh I, there was like stuff weeping out of my head. That I, it, the pillow was, oh. it was bad. But the shape of my head, I just could not pull off a shape. I looked yeah. terrible. Wore a hat for the next four months until my hair grew back. You kind of got to feel it out and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who, cinematic history, who is your favorite female character with a shaved head? Definitely Charlize Theron in Mad Max. Oh, interesting. Did you like that movie? I loved it. Did it's you, so right. fun. It's like, Pat, the uh, editor right now, will love that. That's his favorite movie. We got to chat. It's I like it a lot. Yeah, whenever we are, um, me and Pat, we've shot a lot of things together, but whenever we're complaining about the sound, I'm like, Pat, why does the sound so bad? He's like, dude, there's two Academy Awards for sound editing. <laughs> Big City and editing. And like he said that movie, the sound in Mad Max is incredible. It was and also visually, too. visually yeah. beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Nice. I hated it. <laughs> I like uh, I like a, a story, you know. I think I was, it's. I don't know. I guess it's one of those things. You either love it or hate it. Yeah, I think so. What advice would you give to um, an actress in Baltimore right now, an aspiring actress that wants to move out to LA? I would say just be ready. Just use all the knowledge and all the skills that you have, and just and come and just be ready for it. You know, LA's a lot, but. I tr- genuinely believe a person can do anything they want. It's just, yeah. How much do you want it? You know, I feel like mm-hmm. most people want something or they they like the idea of something, but not necessarily ready for all of the things or all the hurdles you have to go through to get to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, just be ready and just have tunnel vision and stay focused on on that goal and just chip away at it piece by piece. I think that's the thing, just staying focused and, and taking it one step at a time. Because mm-hmm. L.A. can be so overwhelming. And if you come here with like, or with anything, if you look at the big picture and you're like, this is this massive goal, this is what I want. It can be really daunting and, and mm-hmm. terrifying. Like, how am I going to achieve this? But one baby step at a time and I don't know you look up and you're you're closer what is your favorite thing about Los Angeles hmm Los Angeles is beautiful I'm like a visual person I like things to look nice it, it looks pretty <laughs> um favorite thing I don't know there there's a lot of things I like about LA I guess the, the scenery mm-hmm. I'll say is probably my favorite yeah. and what's your least favorite thing about LA Least favorite thing. I don't know. I haven't quite found, like, my, like, core group of people here yet. LA can be lonely. I find that there's a lot to do if you know the right people and you know the right places to go. You have to know someone to Mm -hmm. do anything in LA. Yeah. And I don't like that. That's why the first year, I think, here is tough for everyone. We don't have a good community. You know, it's funny, man, like the biggest cities, the most populated cities in the world can be the most lonely cities. I know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Like I grew it up is. in very rural Ireland, but there was always people around. Right. Like I had to walk through fields to get to my neighbor's houses, but it was grand. And everyone, you know, yeah. it's the community. Whereas in That's the big sure. city, everyone's so busy. And and you seclude yourself. Exactly. Like I had a, a really good friend move out to L.A. right before I did. And he lives by Venice. Mm-hmm. I've met him in LA. I've actually met him back in New York more than I've met him here. <laughs> we went back to New York and we had a meeting about something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have spent more time with him in New York in the last year than LA. It's just like the thought of driving. That's why I haven't, he hasn't been on the podcast yet because he's he like, how are you going to get can't here? Can't make it to North yeah. Hollywood. So yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the drive. And I have this like, oh, I want to wake up in the morning and go run from Venice to Santa Monica and back or vice versa. I've never done it because it's just like the thought of driving there is, is so bad. So that's like one of the things that does get lonely and it's hard to see your friends. It's good if your friends can move to the same neighborhood as you. Right. People mm-hmm. definitely tend to like stay in their little pockets. Yes, for sure. Which I didn't understand at first. Cause when I first got here, I was driving everywhere. I'd drive to Laguna Beach. I'd drive to Santa Monica. Right. And, like, all over. And then now I'm, like... burnt out from the driving, right? Yeah, not so much. So, as an artist, um, financial insecurity, I think, is an issue for every artist. You know, when you're booking jobs, it's a lot of, like, for you're sure. an independent contractor. There's no 401k. Do you deal with a lot of financial um, insecurity, anxiety at night? Like, are you looking at the ceiling at nighttime, or how do you cope with that? I do. A lot less now than I used to. Mm -hmm. I was for sure that person. Um, I started meditating, and that's been helping me a lot. There's just nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Worrying usually doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It just stresses you out, and then your energy's low for the next day, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it's just every It always works out. Mm -hmm. It always works out some kind of way. I don't know. Being a freelance artist, it it just—it does— just hit the ground running the next day and, you know, find mm-hmm. that next gig. But, yeah, stressing about it, it, it serves no one. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't serve the people around me. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve the goal. Nothing. Yeah. So. You, yeah, it's a good attitude to have. Yeah. yeah. Staying out of that negative headspace. You know, easier said than done. It, it's true. It, we it all happens. have those days. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what's the plan right now? Um, do you have any jobs lined up now that your commercial is airing? Uh, auditioning. Back yeah. in the audition room. Yeah. Back in the audition room. Mm-hmm. It's it's a con. That's that's the job, right? That's the real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The professional audition room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, auditioning sucks. I spend more time uh, on the other side of the table, and I don't even enjoy that too, because a lot of the time, if someone walks into the room, you kind of know if they're suited to the role or not. And Ar- like, already. The thought of like, I'm wasting this person's time. I yeah. hate that. So I I. I'm all about self tapes. Like I'll let I'll have someone send two or three self tapes in before I actually ca- like would bring someone into a room. Yeah, yeah. See, I prefer to go in a room. Yeah, I, I guess as yeah. nice as you want to get in the room. Yeah, but you know, I used to say that too that I hated auditioning. But at this point, it's like it 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 is a part of the job, and it's a chance mm-hmm. to perform for someone. I guess and... auditioning doesn't suck. Rejection sucks. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with that now? If you you audition, you feel like I'm going to get this part, and then you don't get it. Is that like my days ruined, my weeks ruined, or no? Because I get I get ex- I get certain auditions and I get really really excited about it, and mm-hmm. then it's just one of those things with this Fitbit commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I was I thought my agent was going to drop me. Why? I thought the self tape was so bad. No way! I knew you were getting it. <laughs> That's so typical. I like I, I rushed to get it done because I was running like for work, so I like rushed through the tape and I sent it in and I was like I hadn't booked anything in a while I was like I'm not gonna book this my agent's gonna drop me mm-hmm. and then I book it so even with that it just goes to show you you just never know I you can't get caught up in mm-hmm. the what if or am I gonna book it am I not there's so many moving parts that have zero to do with me no I can't get caught up in that well, you have a great attitude, and I I really hope to hear you booking a part of Mad Max 2 or whatever role comes your way next. <laughs> Thank you. And I think everyone listening will appreciate your attitude, too, and we all wish you the best. Thank you so, so much. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Morgan. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being here. And thank you all for listening. That was Morgan Dixon. Morgan, uh, how can people find you on social media to uh, follow you? I'm on Instagram, Morgan Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A-A. Hit me up. And they can check out your new commercial. I, yes. You have it up there, right? Uh, yes, it is on my page. Cool. Or just keep a lookout. You'll probably see it on TV. Hopefully. Yeah. I love I love getting the text of people like, did I just see her? Exactly. So, yeah, everyone <laughs> uh, follow her. And she also told me that she loves getting creepy DMs. So be sure to do that, too. I will screenshot you and post it. <laughs> 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 well, uh, the sustaining artist now also has uh, a Instagram page, and I promise we will not screenshot your uh, DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thank you again, uh, Morgan. Thank you guys for listening. This was episode five of the Sustaining Artist. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Tell your friends, your fellow artists about the show. If you're interested in coming on, shoot us a message. We are off to Chicago at the end of the month. We're getting uh, two episodes out there, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see some rain. So uh, tune in next week, and we will see you guys soon. Well, it's the same room, but everything's different. You can find the sleep, but not the dream. Okay.